in turbulent times. And that's what I want to speak about today. And we do that the same way Jesus did, by the Spirit. Why don't you turn to a neighbor and say, by the Spirit. Do you mind talking to your neighbor? If you don't mind talking to your neighbor, do you want to just raise your hand? Okay, that's half of you. As long as half of you are talking to your neighbor, it'll work. So, The title of my message is, How Do We Grow Strong in the Spirit? And I think this is so important for the church in Canada in the day we're living in. We're being squeezed and pushed, and challenged, and persecuted. And we have to know how to stand strong in the Spirit. And the younger generation, this is really, really important for you because you've grown up in a culture that the older ones haven't. So the pressure on you is going to be great. And by strong in the Spirit, I mean to be in such intimate communion with Jesus and surrendered to His Holy Spirit, that we're led by the Spirit, walked by the Spirit, and manifest the gifts and fruit of the Spirit. And I know that Calvary is a charismatic church. Why do you turn to a neighbor and say, we're a charismatic church? <laughs> now, now, you may not be charismatic, and you may not be convinced of that. But that's the roots of this church. And you know what? Every church in the world ought to be charismatic because when we mean charismatic, we're saying we believe in the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And we operate in His charismata. That's the Greek word for the gifts, the grace gifts. That is the church. And I hope to convince you of that if you're not convinced of that today. I trust what I'm going to share today is going to be appropriate, it's going to be helpful, and it's going to be equipping for you. I trust maybe some of you, your lives will be changed today because of what I'm going to share with you, because my life was. And if you're a skeptic, If you're agnostic, a seeker, inquirer, maybe you're just looking into the things of the Christian faith, I trust that this message will be helpful for you on your spiritual journey into the supernatural with Jesus Christ. So let's look at Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at two scriptures today, Acts chapter 2 and 1 Corinthians 14, and we're going to begin in Acts chapter 2. So if you would turn there, please, in your Bibles or on your phone. Verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house. And divided tongues as if they were like fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Why don't you turn to a different neighbor and say, each one of them. That was excellent, by the way. You are doing very, very well in this. Verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Find a different neighbor and say, all filled. Oh, 
Okay, you don't have to say any more than that. <laughs> and here's the, th- here's, here's the main point. And they all spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you here this morning again. We ask you to come and take the Word of God and renew our thinking, touch our hearts, and move us onto your agenda to be strong in the Spirit. Amen. The church was born on the day of Pentecost with the manifestation of speaking in tongues. All 120 disciples in the upper room, all spoke in tongues. Speaking in tongues was the first, not the only, but the first manifestation of being filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And the result of speaking in tongues was 3,000 people got saved, got swept into the kingdom because something supernatural happened. And that's the life we live in the resurrected Christ. It's supernatural. Today I think we've lost the significance of the gift of tongues. One of my pastor friends says, of all the spiritual gifts we learn about in Scripture, the gift of tongues is the one that everyone treats like the crazy relative that shows up at the family gatherings. You know who you have crazy relatives? We had Uncle Bob. You know they should be there. You know they should get the invitation. But actually when they show up, nobody wants to talk to them because they're weird and different and creepy. And awkward. And that's how some people view the gift of tongues. We have the gifts of healing, the working of miracles, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of faith, discerning of spirit, interpretation, and even prophecy. And these are all reasonably acceptable. But tongues? That's just a little weird. How is the gift of tongues even relevant in today's world in the 21st century. And what purpose does the gift of tongues serve? Is it just create more confusion and and make Christianity weird? Those are really fair questions. But God never gives irrelevant gifts. Ever. And the gift of tongues is one of those wonderful, powerful, awesome, amazing, extremely useful gifts. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to restore it to the church in spades because it's the gateway to a lot of other supernatural things that happen. In fact, tongues is my favorite gift. I don't know what I would do without the gift of tongues. And it's through the gift of tongues we grow strong in the Spirit. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 14. And I want to give you uh, seven thoughts or benefits of the gift of tongues. 
And now Paul in these passages, 1 Corinthians 12 to 14, he's comparing tongues and prophecy, especially in uh, 1 Corinthians 14. And what Paul is saying is, his main point is that the church should always be edified by the gifts. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. And that the gifts should always operate in order. Now the Apostle Paul is talking about a corporate gathering. But in the midst of that, we learn some very important things about the gift of tongues. And I trust it will be helpful to you today. The first one is, tongues must be spoken out loud without stopping. Tongues is not a hand grenade that you pull the pin and it explodes in a millisecond. That's not the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues is meant to be spoken out loud over an extended period of time. That's when the benefit starts to happen. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2 Paul says, for the one who speaks in a tongue speaks to men, not to men, but to God. So, first thought about tongues. It's got to be spoken out loud. It doesn't have to be yelled, but spoken out loud over an extended period of time. Now, the first time I heard about this, I was reading Terry Law's book, The Power of Praise and Worship. And in it, Terry Law, who's who's a, a famous preacher from the U.S., he described in the book his wife was suddenly killed in a car crash. He got the call. His life was devastated. And he went into this darkness. This darkness came over his life. And he didn't know what to do. He couldn't get free of the darkness. He went through the grief. The darkness stayed. Finally, he went to see his friend Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts said to him, Terry, I'm going to tell you something you may not like but it's going to change your life. He said, I want you to go home. I want you to pray in tongues out loud without stopping until you break through. Well, Terry Law was so desperate. He went home. He started to pray in tongues out loud. He prayed, he said, for one hour, nothing happened. He prayed for two hours. Nothing happened. He prayed for three hours. Nothing happened. I thought, I didn't even know that was possible. He prayed for four hours. Nothing happened. Five hours in tongues, out loud, without stopping. And in the fifth hour, he felt a little breaking in the darkness and the light began to shine through. That spurred him on. He prayed six hours in tongues out loud and at the end of the sixth hours he broke through the darkness the darkness crumbled and he touched this supernatural joy and realm he began to laugh and laugh and he never looked back that is the power of the gift of tongues it's supernatural now when you first start, and I'm going to invite some of you if, you, if you would like, to receive the gift of tongues today or to regrow in the gift of tongues when I end this morning. But you don't start with six hours. <laughs> in fact, when I started this, two minutes felt like an eternity. 
I look at my watch. Oh my gosh, it's only 30 seconds. Lord, I think I'm going to die. Nope, nope. Just take a deep breath. Go back down. You won't die. And I want to encourage you. We can grow in this. But it's out loud for extended periods of time. Number two, the second thought or benefit about praying in tongues is it increases our communion with God. Verse 2 says, For the one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, and no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. Tongues is a supernatural language that speaks directly to God, and it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you the definition of the gift of tongues. I forgot to do that. The gift of tongues is a Holy Spirit inspired supernatural ability to pray, to praise, or speak to God in a language unlearned or unknown by the one speaking it. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 says, you can speak in an earthly language of which there are 7,000. That's called the tongues of men. There's 7,000 languages. Or you can speak in a heavenly language, an angelic language, which is a not any kind of known language on planet Earth. My uh, spiritual father and pastor for over 45 years, Barney Coombs, went on a mission trip to India. And while he was in India, if you've ever been to India, you know it's hot, It's sweaty, it's muggy, it's all kinds of things. Anyhow, while he was there, the pastor he was visiting decided to take him to a pool, a swimming pool at a private club. And as Barney walked down into the water, he just burst out in tongues, which was like Barney. And uh, and then he went into the water and he was enjoying the cool, refreshing water. And as he was sitting by the side of the pool, this Indian person swam over to him and said, Oh, I, I, uh, I see you speak in Hindi. Where did you learn Hindi? He said, I don't know Hindi. He said, Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. He said, When you stepped into the water, you spoke in that language. You said, Oh, glorious God, how refreshing you are. And Barney threw his head back. He laughed. He said, that's exactly what I was feeling. So refreshing. That's a supernatural gift of tongues. Now that happened to be a tongue of man, Hindi. But we can also speak with tongues of angels. And that's what I'm encouraging us, either one or the other, but it's our prayer language. So let's go on to the second Increases our communion with God. Because tongues puts us in direct contact with the Holy Spirit. And his, it's, it's His supernatural ability. Do you want to get closer to God? Do you want more intimacy with God? The gift of tongues is a vehicle for that. That's why it's my favorite. So when we built our first building, I used to go down early in the morning and uh, I would just pray in the sanctuary by myself. It was still dark. I wouldn't even turn the lights on. I'd just walk around and I'd be praying. And when I started to pray in tongues, 
out loud for an extended period of time, I would begin to sense the presence of God. Now, not his omniscient presence, that's everywhere all the time. His manifest presence, his tangible presence. And once you get in the presence of God, now you're touching eternity. Time seems to go. So I'm walking around praying in the dark. Presence of God is there. I'm enjoying it. And suddenly, this wing touches the top of my head. I jumped. I I scared the life out of me. I thought, there's a bird in here. So I went over to the lights, turned on all the lights, and I'm searching for this bird, trying to clap, get where this bird is. There was no bird there. And I thought, dear Jesus, what was that? Was that an angel's wing? I was in the presence of God. I was touching that other realm, that realm we're meant to live in and commune in. Number three, the gift of tongues edifies you. Verse four says, the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. All the other gifts edify other people. Prophecy, miracles, healing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. The only gift that edifies you as the operator in the gift is the gift of tongues. It's for you. It's so that you can grow strong in the Spirit. And that's why it's so precious to me. Number four. Verse 4 says, the one who speaks in tongue builds up himself. The fourth benefit of praying tongue is that it enlarges your capacity. This word builds up means literally to build a house. It's enlargement. It's increase. And that's what happens when you pray in tongues out loud over an extended period of time. You increase your capacity for the presence of God. And you increase your capacity to operate in the other gifts of the Spirit. I think I've shared this before. I'm not totally sure, but it's such a great illustration. I'm going to share it again. Mary and I know a man, an evangelist in England, whose name is Ian Andrews. Ian was an accountant who felt God had called him to be an evangelist. One problem, he had a terrible stutter. He couldn't even say good morning. He would say, go on, 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 on. And when he finally got out, I think God's called me to be an evangelist, you thought, how is that going to happen? You can't even say good morning, let alone preach the good news. But he had a commute as an accountant, one and a half hours, one way, one and a half hours home. Guess what he did for those three hours every day while he was commuting? He prayed out loud in tongues without stopping. One and a half hours there, one and a half hours back. And he got healed of his stutter. And not only that, he increased his capacity to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to move in the gifts of the Spirit. And two of the gifts he became very proficient at through praying in tongues 
was the word of knowledge and healing. We had him in our church. We had a healing service. And he saw, he, he had all kinds of words of knowledge and he would uh, uh, see people get healed. He even saw a guy in Montreal raised from the dead. But that happened through the gift of tongues and operating in that gift that edifies and increases our capacity. You know what I'm praying for now? I'm praying that the body of Christ would multiply in the gifts of healings because we're so desperate. There are so many people in our culture that are sick, either mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally. And we need this gift. Everywhere Jesus went, he healed. He would teach the word and heal. He would heal and teach the word. We need the gifts of healing. And wouldn't it be amazing if a hundred or two hundred people in this room today began to operate in the gifts of healing? Can you imagine every time we bump into somebody, oh, I'd love to pray for you. What's wrong again? Okay, no problem. Wow, that's called awakening. It enlarges our capacity. Number five, praying in tongues empowers our prayers. Verse 14 says this, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. When we pray in tongues, it bypasses our minds because we're praying in the spirit. And you know, sometimes we just don't know what to pray. How many of you, sometimes you just don't know what to pray? Okay, there's a handful of us. That's, that, that, that actually would be very helpful for the rest of you to pray for us because I often don't know what to pray. Sometimes our mind is blank. Sometimes we're overwhelmed. Sometimes we're numb or we're shocked by something. We just don't know what to pray. But when we pray in tongues, we don't have to understand what we're praying. It bypasses our mind because we're praying in the Holy Spirit. And he knows what to pray. Romans 8, verse 26 and 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he searches the hearts, knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for us according to the will of God. That that verse in Romans is basically saying, the Spirit helps us to pray, and He prays for our help. And when we pray in tongues, He empowers us. It's His gift. And our, it's our spirit that ends up praying with Him according to the will of God. Some of you uh, will probably remember Dave and Jill Oliver, who were here in May. They're from England. They're good friends of ours. And they did the heaven. What was it called? All about heaven. All about heaven. So they did one at Calvary Chapel. And then they did a prophetic conference with us. And David shared some of this at the prophetic conference. And I thought, man, that is so important. Anyhow, his wife Jill told us this story. She had to go pick her husband up at the airport in England. And it was uh, uh, very early in the morning, so it was dark, it was raining. And when she entered 
the six-lane high-speed freeway, it was very slippery because of the light rain. And she was so nervous driving. She automatically began to pray in tongues out loud without stopping. And as she's going along praying in tongues, she suddenly finds herself moving from the inside lane to the middle lane. And she kept on praying in tongues and then without thinking about it, she wasn't thinking, well, I think I'll change into this other lane. She just found herself moving into the outside lane and as soon as she got into the outside lane, an oncoming vehicle came flying over the meridian, spinning, crashed down right in the inside lane where her car was, rolled over right into the middle lane where her car had been and she watched it go by the back of her car. And she is absolutely convinced as she was praying in tongues with the Holy Spirit, he was moving her out of that dangerous lane, which if that car would have hit her, she would have been killed, moved her over into the far lane and saved her life. Praying in tongues empowers our prayers. Number six, praying in tongues helps with temptation. Acts 10, which is the story of Peter and Cornelius and the Gentiles, says this. You know the story. Peter has the visions and he ends up going to the Gentiles. First contact with the Gentiles with the gospel. He preaches the gospel. Wow, he isn't even given the altar call. And the Holy Spirit falls on these Gentiles. And it says this, the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Tongues is a means of praising and magnifying God. I love that. And Psalm 69 verse 30 says, Thanksgiving also magnifies God. And when the Bible talks about magnifying God, it's not talking about a magnifying glass, which makes tiny, teeny things look bigger than they really are. It's talking about a telescope that magnifies huge things which are far away and brings them up close and makes them look more like they really are. And so when we pray in tongues, we magnify God. God comes up close and looks more like He really is. And that's why praying in tongues resists temptation. Because temptation... Temptation is, comes when, we, when something looks bigger than God himself. Temptation comes when something looks more powerful than God. When, when something looks more desirable than God. But when we pray in tongues, in the power of the Holy Spirit, it magnifies him. And he looks, he comes up close and looks more like he really is. You know, one of the big things tongues helps with is anxiety. And we are living in a culture that is plagued with anxiety, especially the younger generation. I don't think there's ever been a time in our history when the young people have been more anxious. Mary uh, has a business. Some of you uh, probably know that. She has a hummus business. She started six years ago. She was a school teacher. 
And so business was not on her screen. But the Lord called her into this business and it's been such a steep learning curve. Loads of anxiety. Anyhow, she's done fabulous and she's, she's doing very well in it. But a couple of months ago, she had to take another step and she was very anxious. So she started to pray in tongues. Because what does tongues do? It magnifies God and makes him look bigger than the problems, which he really is. And so as she prayed in tongues, she came to me afterwards and said, you know what? That anxiety just crumbled. It just, it it, it was dismissed in the presence of God. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people that don't have physical uh, issues with this and their anxiety might be another thing. All I'm saying is, for a lot of us, Praying in tongues is going to help resist temptation and particularly the temptation of anxiety. Lastly, tongues is for everyone. Verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 14 says, Now I want you all to speak in tongues. I want you all to speak in tongues. That was the Apostle Paul's saying that. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12, he says, do all speak in tongues? In other words, well, not everybody does. Again, I think that has to do with the public exercising of the gift of tongues, where someone stands up in a meeting like this, speaks in a tongue, and someone else has to interpret, or they have to interpret. But the private prayer language of tongues, Paul's saying, no, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And I want all of you to speak in tongues. Growing strong in the Spirit. Speaking out loud without stopping. Increases our communion for Him. Edifies you. Enlarges our capacity for His presence and His gifts. Empowers our prayers. Resists temptation. And is for every one of us. Okay. Here's the application. And then it's over. And I don't want any of you to feel under any pressure. To respond to this. In fact. You know some people are more internal processors. They need time to think about it. And so I want to encourage you. If if you don't feel you want to respond to this today. There's no problem at all. Go home. Think about it this week. You can either come back next week and Matt and Elmer can pray for you or you can just ask Jesus to release you in the gift of tongues himself and he will. You know, you have to be like a little child. We were, uh, we have four daughters. When we just had our two daughters, we were, uh, Rebecca, who's our eldest, was six or seven and Elise was three and we were having a devotional time on our love seat one day and uh, I said to them, hey, Let's all uh, speak in tongues for just a few minutes out loud. And Rebecca spoke in tongues. She was baptized in the Spirit and spoke in tongues when she was six. And uh, Elise was three, did not speak in tongues. uh, But I didn't think that mattered. So the three of us just started to speak in tongues. And suddenly I hear the three-year-old speaking in tongues. And I thought she was copying us. And my first response was to rebuke her. Don't copy us. God will give you your own gift. And the Holy Spirit went, stop! And I I looked at her. I said, oh, Elise, are you speaking in tongues? Yes, she said. 
And I listened to her. And I thought, she just spoke in tongues right there. That's how easy it is. It's not a big problem. Childlike faith and receiving what the Bible says. And we can do this. So here's my invitation. If you've never said yes to Jesus, I want to invite you this morning. If you're ready to do that, come forward. We'll pray for you. Secondly, if you've never spoken in tongues, but you would like to, I'm inviting you to come forward and we will pray with you. And thirdly, if you want to grow in speaking in tongues, I'm inviting you to come forward Maybe you've neglected tongues. Maybe you had the gift and you just let it go. Maybe it's sitting on the shelf. And you're saying, you know what? I never realized that was this important. I'm going to revive that gift. I want to encourage you, if that's you, to take the two-week tongue challenge. Here's what you do. Tomorrow morning... You speak in tongues out loud. This is for the people who already have the gift and you want to grow in it or maybe you've neglected it or whatever. You speak in tongues out loud for two minutes tomorrow morning. And then Tuesday, you add another minute to it, three minutes. Wednesday, another minute. By the time you get to next Sunday, you'll be up to eight minutes. And because it's a two-week challenge, then a week tomorrow, you start with nine minutes And you work your way up, and by the end of the week, you'll be at 15 minutes. And then you can keep going as much as you want to go. I want to guarantee something. Your life will change. You will grow in the presence of God, in communion, and in the gifts of the Spirit. So let's stand together. Now, if, you're, uh, if you are ready to respond this morning, I want to take advantage of the moment. It's called the Kairos moment. <clears throat> and you know why I, uh, I, I don't think I've ever preached this message anywhere uh, unless it's at a uh, set-free retreat and very minimal. But I really felt the Lord wanted me to do that today because I think something exceptional is happening here. And I think you feel it. I think you know it. There's something of the Spirit happening here. And I believe the Lord wants to multiply it. That the power and presence and gifts would multiply and the supernatural would increase. Not just, so, not just so that we can tick a box or box something like that. It's so that the kingdom of God can advance in our culture and in this place. That's what it's about. It's about people's lives being transformed. 
And so if you have never spoken in tongues, but you would like to, and you're ready to be prayed for this morning, I'm going to invite you to come to the front. Now, if you're thinking, what if nothing happens? Oh, something always happens. When we pray, something always happens. It might happen at the kitchen sink. It might happen in the shower. It might happen in the car ride home. I can tell you, something always happens. The Holy Spirit wants this way more than we do. Yeah, come on, spread out here. That's good. Good. There's still time. Come on. Don't be embarrassed. Now, I want to say something to you folks, and I want you guys to hear it. Sometimes, well, first of all, you need to come as a little child. Jesus loves you so much. He just wants to give you everything. He died on the cross. We sang that song that it's all been done and this is part of it. But sometimes you only get one word. I only got one word. Chiare. I thought, chiare. That's not very impressive. Chiare, chiare, chiare. And then I thought, maybe the devil's trying to get me to curse God. (laughs) But you know, when we ask our Heavenly Father, He's not going to give us a bad gift. So I don't want you to be under any pressure like that. Uh, Just receive whatever thought comes into your mind. I want you to just speak it out loud like a little child, okay? Now, for those of you who do speak in tongues, but maybe you've neglected it or you want to grow in speaking in tongues, I want you to raise your hand. Keep your hands up. That's awesome. Now, as you keep your hand up, I'm going to pray for you first, and then we're actually going to lay hands on all these people and pray for them. But I want to pray for you first, you that have your hands up. And I I want to encourage you to take the two-week tongue challenge. Okay? And I know God will do something in those two weeks. So let me pray for you if you want to grow in the gift of tongues. Father, we thank you uh, so much for your gifts, Lord. Every one of them is precious. Every one of them is powerful. Every one of them is needed and necessary. And so, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful gift of tongues, which is such a partnership with the Holy Spirit himself. And Lord, I pray for these people who have raised their hands. I ask for grace and favor and enablement to come on them this week 
And when they wake up tomorrow morning, Lord, I pray that you will give them unction. Holy Spirit, I pray you will lift them. I pray you'll do something powerful in their lives this week. I pray, Lord, that this will lift them into a new level of the supernatural. I pray that they will experience an increase in communion with you and in their capacity to be sensitive. I pray, Lord, you will light a fuse and get them going and move this your purposes along in this church, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. We're going to lay hands on you. Uh, Matt, you want me to just dismiss people and then we'll pray for people? Or? Okay, the band up. Come on, band. While the band plays, we're going to come and... Uh, and lay hands on each one of you. And I want you to just receive. This is the receiving posture, okay? Is that good? This is the receiving posture. You know, this isn't a receiving posture. This isn't a receiving posture. This is the receiving. More, Lord. And so I want you to just open up like a little child to Jesus. And we'll just come by and pray that he will release you. If you get a word, so I want you to begin to speak it out and to keep speaking it out. And uh, sometimes it's like a tap. And the more you exercise it, the more the tap begins to flow, okay? Some of you may get a complete language uh, right away, and that's good. And some of you, you, you might feel, oh, well, nothing happened at all. I want you to just go home and, uh, and, and, and praise the Lord however you want and let the Lord, if, if something comes to you, I want you to take the risk of speaking it out, okay? So we're going to pray for you now. Over to you.